welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring this guy who just got scared to death by his lovely, beloved girlfriend who he loves so much, the lovely Scarlett. John Wayne, that's right. Here he is. I'm here. I'm in the neon palace of sin. Scarlett just came behind me and gave me my phone, scared the shit out of me, but I deserve it. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be back uh, uh, with you guys again. Thank you for joining me for another episode this week. Um, <clears throat> and and for the new year, wow, what a time. It's the new year, uh, first episode of the new year that we're breaking off here. Uh, what a time it's been, what a, what a year. Uh, I'm sure that uh, we apply all of your cliches to this section of the podcast that you like. Uh, it's got to be a better year, you know, or last year was great and I did all the stuff, or last year sucked, and whatever you want to say. Hey, hey, here it is. Uh, the It's another day, most importantly, and... Uh, each day we can do something, can't we? I don't know. I'm John Wayne. Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You. Uh, thank you again for joining the thusly, uh, starting your new year off right uh, on this page. Turn the page uh, to this show, which you're listening to. I am, of course, here. I've got a big heaping. I'm in my Neon Palace of Sin, by the way. I don't know if I said that, but I am in the Neon Palace of Sin here in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Got a big cup of coffee here, big black Black cup of coffee, just the way I like it, drinking it uh, all day, every day. But of course, I am freshly, freshly back before recording this show. I went to the dispensary. What dispensary did you go to, John Wayne? Well, you know where I went, to my favorite local dispensary, Oasis, here in uh, downtown Las Vegas. Again, I am not sponsored by them. If they're listening, anybody working there listening, hey, Hit me up. I'd love to do a sponsorship deal. Let's do something. But for now, I will sing your praises. I I uh, just picked up. Uh, of course, I got some dabs uh, for my little dabby rig. But before um, for the show here, we're smoking a nice a nice bowl in my nice little bubbler of blueberry muffin. That is what the strain is called. Uh, it was recommended to me. And I'll tell you this: when I popped open the little. Uh, <clears throat> not all weed. Weed is not always like this. First of all, just so people listening, they're like, so if it says pineapple, it smells like pineapple. No, go fuck yourself. This actually has a, 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 I don't even want to say it really smells like blueberries. I think it has a something that could tricks your brain into, you know, you're like, oh, blueberries. You know, that's what that's like. But it does have a, a very nice fruity aroma, right? Like, so something like that. I don't know uh, anything really about growing marijuana or how they grow it, like or how you you know they cross the strains, they they invent new strains. I don't know. What I do know is <clears throat> when I did work for Starbucks for a very long time, um, we had to do, of course, like a bunch of t- coffee tastings, and you had to become a coffee master and learn everything about the goddamn coffee. Some of it's interesting, some of it's a real fucking slog. But you know, I, I did learn. Uh, certain interesting things about coffee and about growing beans and about coffee production and all that kind of stuff and then how to how to pair things well with coffee, if you will. Um, I don't know uh, if that works or not. Uh, re- well, it does sometimes actually. But what we used to have this very rare coffee. I don't think they do it anymore, or, or maybe they do. I have no idea. <clears throat> but it was like a rare one they would release every once in a while. I forget what they called it, like Super Grand Reserve or some shit like that. But it was called Blueberry Harar, and it really did have this awesome, like, you opened it up, and it smelled like coffee, the beans, but it did have this, like, fruity, blueberry-like aroma, 
and 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 notes to it when you brewed it and it you know it was really tasty and expensive and uh what we learned about that was the reason that the coffee tasted that way was because it was grown uh next to a blueberry field like a pat like blueberry patches it was a field of patches, a field of blueberry patches as far as the, your eyes or mine could see. And uh, the coffee was grown <clears throat> um, next to it or adjacently. Somehow, uh, through nature, uh, there was a kind of cross-pollination or, or it took on, like, what we. this is what we were told. Now, who knows? You know, this people... They could be fucking making this shit up. I have no idea. But they said that because of it was it was grown like that next to each other, it, the coffee took on some the, some of the notes of the blueberries, and uh, that's what gives it that rich aroma and flavor. And it may I wonder like did the blueberries take on like coffee notes or something? So are people that are getting those blueberries like they're like oh yeah it tastes like dirt you know the, you know because some people don't like coffee. Uh, at all you know it's an acquired taste that some people are like i love coffee but really what they do is put a little bit of coffee in a cup and then put a bunch of milk and sugar and sweet and something and uh bubble taffy or fucking uh you know some kind of like it's hazelnut no you're not really drinking coffee you're just drinking a bunch of shit uh calling it coffee uh so either but there are people like that and but people who don't like coffee are they getting these these blueberries and they're like ugh. This is does it just ruin like are were the coffee farmers of blueberry harar profiting off of the the I guess downslide of this blueberry farmer next to them are they the same farmer I mean you know they, their their business could be thriving because of this guy's blueberries meanwhile we're tanking the blueberry guy his family hates him you know they 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 call him a disgrace he's out there doing blueberries you know all the time trying all these things and he has little little does he know this coffee patch over here is taking his tainting his blueberry patch is that what was happening you know could you imagine getting like a a bottle of blueberry juice like you're like you're standing in line at Starbucks you know the expensive ones like naked or Odwalla or whatever and it's like blueberries and you open it up and you take a big chug and it just tastes like fucking coffee grounds can you imagine that like you just like you just put raw coffee beans in your mouth and just started chewing them and and, and that's what it tastes like what if it was like that i don't know i i now i kind of feel compelled to hear the other side of the story what was up with this blueberry farmer I don't know. Now I feel like I maybe contributed to something I didn't want to contribute to at the time. Um, oh, I'm gonna have to dig deeper into this. But coffee aside, <clears throat> this weed is uh, is pretty good, pretty pretty good. Uh, of course, Oasis never steers me wrong. So thanks, guys. Uh, I am enjoying this blueberry muffin here uh, right now as I'm recording this podcast. So uh, I hope everyone had a great. Uh, New Year celebration, however you chose to do it. Uh, you know, everyone does things different. Some people go crazy nuts, want to do the most. Some people want to do the least. Some people want to do a medium, you know, or anywhere in between there. And that's totally fine. Here in here in Las Vegas, you know, you guys, it's it's in it's already like intensity intensities. Uh, sorry, I said that uh, to to the to that degree, like on a daily basis that just ramps up and, and it it incrementally is rising throughout the week. Like you could feel it like on a Monday. It's like, uh, you know, but it's still popping. It's still popping. Don't you worry. 
And then you get Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, th- the anticipation is building and the energy. And then every weekend is like a something in Las Vegas, right? So <clears throat> you have New Year's Eve and it's on a Saturday. So you get, you get the perfect storm of party times. Uh, all the conditions are right for partying. And, um, uh, you know, so there's, of course, it stands to reason there's going to be a fuck ton of people. There were so many events that were happening. I looked at the, the, the I follow this uh, Instagram page or account called uh, Vegas Issues um, that'll put things up about what's going on in Vegas or what it's like to live in basically from a local local's perspective. I know. Hey, you know what? I am. I know I'm not a local local, but I, I just celebrated my one year anniversary of living in Las Vegas. I know I spent most of it last year on the road, but if you are longtime listeners or, or have been listening at least for the duration of the year, you remember that last year um, on New Year's Eve, I left Houston, loaded up the truck. I had the bony. I had the uh, I had the lovely Scarlet with me. I had packed all of my belongings in a pod, in one of those pod things, and the truck came and picked it up, and then we left. And that, what a fucking drive that was. I remember, um, <clears throat> much like this year, uh, with the Christmas uh, storms that were happening, and I hope everyone is safe from that. I, I, that sucks, like, all to lose power or to be freezing cold and all that stuff, and the, and the, and the flooding with the snow melt. It just, it's, it's, it sucks. I hope everyone's okay. I definitely... I definitely feel you from living in Houston for so long, having to deal with weather things and and catastrophes and disasters and stuff like that. It just it it sucks all the way around. So you definitely have my my uh, compassion. My heart goes out to you if you if anybody lost anything or you know damaged your property. But I hope that um, that it was that it was good. But uh, I say all that. God, did I just totally completely lose my fucking train of thought? Um, I was talking about uh, something, the New Year's celebration in Los... Oh, that's right. I moved here a year. We we drove, but we were hitting storms, and it was like all... <clears throat> I remember we had to stop somewhere in... Uh, God, where did we have to stop for the first thing? Maybe in New Mexico? Like, I think I made it as far as New Mexico, because I was trying to do it the straight straight through like I always do I think we got as far as New Mexico and it had started to snow and it had started to snow so badly that I couldn't see like I couldn't see any it was just like oh kind of like when the rain comes down like sideways like because the wind's blowing so hard it was like that but with snow so I was like I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing I you know in these conditions, we, we had to pull over. We, we stopped for the night and everything. But the next day, if you remember, I talked about this. It was terrifying because we got going. It's bright. It's daylight. You know, it's daytime. But the, the road, the, the, the freeway is icy. So we're like, sl- like I slid a couple times. Very scary. But, hey, here I am. One year of me living in Las Vegas. Uh, I love it. So, whoops. <clears throat> so, like, uh, there was so many, con- like, major con- concerts Um happening here like uh all in one night like these major acts i know like Gwen stefani was one of them bruno mars um and the rest there was like i don't know there's like tw- there was a dozen at least and they're all like playing at the big major strip casinos you know um all of like the the each if you're staying on the strip in new year's eve the theater that 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 that, that hotel had was hosting a major concert event I, it was just Looking at the list, it was it was just like, whoa, fuck, dude! All these people are performing in the same fucking night on different stages, like on the same street. It's kind of weird when you think about it. Like, uh, you know, you you wait. Sometimes you wait like all year for you know 
So you can see like two different artists come through your town that you like a lot, you know, that are on tour. But here it's like, it's insane. Anyway, <clears throat> another funny thing, this isn't funny, but interesting. Um, like even on Fremont Street, which which uh, is where close to where I live, they have those, they have a lot of free weekend concerts because they have stages on Fremont Street, uh, if you haven't been over there. And they'll have bands or they'll sometimes have like tribute acts or cover, but things like that. Just ever, it's always a party, right? <clears throat> So on um, this main major stage there on Fremont Street, it was like a, uh, a, a several bands playing, but the headlo- main headlining ones were uh, '90s Darling, Sugar Ray, and Bush. And uh, I thought that was funny. That I was like, oh, isn't it interesting that Gavin Rosdale, who famously we used to be married to Gwen Stefani back uh, in the day. They're both playing in town, um, in the same town, but like he's on like an outside stage on Fremont Street and she's in the Venetian. So, yeah, well, well, what are you going to do? Uh, but uh, I did not go to any of those things. And I'll tell you why, because it was, I think it was like uh, it estimated 400,000 people were going to be down on the strip uh, and uh, and then however many on Fremont Street. And it was, uh, first of all, I don't need to do that. What do I, what do I need to do? I need to be out there in front of it with 400,000 people all around me so I can what jump up and down and count down from fucking 10. No, with a bunch of fucking weirdo strangers. No, I don't need to do that. Um, <clears throat> I, I, you know, it's like, uh, it was so many, like, where do you even, I didn't even know where you would start. Like we could walk to Fremont street from our house, uh, if we chose to, but you still had to show like, it, it wasn't open. Fremont street wasn't open for you. Just like walk. You know, they closed out, closed down the strip too. You couldn't drive on the strip uh, at all. After they, they started closing it down the day before um, even so that just get all the cars out. You can't drive on it, all this stuff. Uh, and you had to show like all kinds of IDs that you had to buy tickets to be on the street, like, like pass it. It was just a weird for certain things, for certain parts of it, not everything, but still, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It was a lot and it was crazy. But we did not do that. I did not choose to participate in those crazy, uh, crazy, crazy things. We did just had a fine time, Scarlett and I, hanging with some friends, uh, ringing in the new year, uh, smoking a bunch of different weeds and, and eating nachos. I think, uh, oh, we watched a movie called New Year's Evil. Okay. Hey, guys. I recommend it. It's not good, but man, is it fun. New Year's Evil. Uh, we were like, let's watch, we gotta watch something. Blah, 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 blah. Put that on. Loved it. It was it was a top to bottom, uh, a terrible uh, movie that is good. So uh, that was that was my New Year's Eve, uh, and it was fun. And I hope everyone had a good time, no matter what you did. Um, <clears throat> so I want to give a huge shout out right here up top to my Patreon people, guys. Another year in the books. Thank you so much for all of your support this year, for all of the contributions and donations. Uh, you know, I know a lot of you were throwing me gas money to my to my link tree while I was on the road. I thank you so, so, so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, this year, more awesome things are going to be coming. A lot of things that I, I, I've announced, can't announce uh, yet, or I have teased certain things on the Patreon. Guys, if you would like to throw a little extra support your old Uncle Johnny's way, please go to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash dead, or you could just go to johnwayneisdead.com and click the Patreon link there. You can sign up for one of the tiers uh, that I have available and get what comes with those. Plus, 
every single tier that get, that signs up, no matter what, even at the $1 level, you get access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast in which I speak to the artists that I meet all around the world uh, of different walks of life, of different disciplines, uh, uh, different craft, different approaches. It is uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. Every conversation is amazing. Everybody's different. I love to learn about how other artists work and and what drives them, and uh, just get to just, just get to know them and 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 talk and talk to them about not just their art but other stuff too. So it's it's an awesome show. I love doing it. You get access to that every week. Uh, plus all the back issues, there are back issues episodes. There are well, there are over 115 episodes or something. So you got a lot of stuff you can get into if you're just joining the Patreon. Plus, uh, I post on the wall, which you also get access to. There's plenty of videos uh, from this last year of performances on the road, readings, uh, different teasers for things. So please. Go check out my Patreon page and, and and throw a little change your Uncle Johnny's way. I really, truly appreciate it. Uh, Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead or just go to John Wayne is dead dot com uh, and click the Patreon link. Guys, thank you so much for that. Um, <clears throat> so I, I know I was, last week I was talking about how I was doing. Uh, uh, of course, keep keep. I've been uh, plugging away. Keep uh, keep doing audiobook narration. Um, you know, staying busy with that. I had. Uh, uh, finished a job and it, it, it came out. It's available on, uh, I don't know if it's on Audible yet, but it's, I know it's available on, uh, several other platforms. It's, uh, I did a book called Brady by D.H. Hintz, uh, D.W. Hintz, I'm sorry. And, uh, it was, uh, awesome fucking story. It's so, it was really cool. It's, it's a quick listen. I think it's about two and a 15, two hours and 15 minutes, I think to listen to, but if you can't get a chance and read it, uh, it's, uh, it was very fun to do, very cool, cool story, um, and, and a great job. So uh, that's out there. It's called Brady. Um, and then uh, I've got uh, my book, As Seen on TV, that uh, I wrote and narrated. Um, it's been out there. I'm just trying to give it give it some love. It needs to get some traction. If you guys got a you know a credit or two laying around, maybe hey, for your Audible, give it a give give it a last seen on TV a shot. Uh, it's it's uh, my serial killer book that's not about a serial killer at all. It's about his obsession with as seen on TV products and uh, his need to collect and own them all. Um, that need that obsession manifests itself physically, and that is what the book is about. Him dealing with that part of himself. So <clears throat> it was a lot of fun to do, uh, and um, you know, so check out Brady. Uh, and then check out As Seen on TV from me. Give it some love. Get some reviews out there. Uh, I, I mentioned last week I told you I was, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to start, you know, I was doing one, one, another one of my books while I have a few uh, extra days. And I was like, maybe I'm going to do this. Maybe I'm going to do that. Well, uh, I did Deadline, which brings us to Deadline. Deadline is uh, my new book out now from Awesome Dude for Life Press. It is available everywhere you get books, but you can also get it from my website, johnwaynesdead.com. I'll send you a signed copy and all that good stuff. Uh, please check it out. Thank you to everyone who has checked it out already um, and, and has been saying good things. I, I very much appreciate it. If you have it and you've read it, hey, uh, if you have a, a second, it is up on Goodreads now. I know it wasn't up there for the first uh, few weeks there, but it is up there now, uh, and you can rate it on Goodreads. You can give it a review on, on there or Amazon, and it it would help me tremendously. Thank you. If you just can jump on there and, and give it a review, that would be awesome. Um, Deadline is about a voice actor named Cody who was, uh, he's gotten a lot of success very quickly in his career and he's, he's 
got a little chip on his shoulder. He's got this lifestyle that he likes to live. So to keep that going, he takes a job from a different talent agency he's never worked with before. And that is when the deadlines start. And they do not stop. Uh, it's very fast-paced. It's, it's uh, I've been told, dread-inducing, which I, I think is a high, very high compliment. I appreciate that. So check out Deadline if you have not. You can get it um, on Amazon or, or wherever you get books, but you can get a signed copy from me at johnwayneisdead.com. And uh, coming soon, um, whenever it gets you know approved and all that stuff, I will post the links to it. But Deadline, uh, the audio version uh, available soon, read by moi, the awesome me. Mm-hmm, that's right, daddy. Uh, so please check it out. Um, you know, check out the ones that I have up there now. And, uh, and when Deadline comes out, check that out as well. So... Um, let's see, where are we at on here? Now, <clears throat> I've been talking about, uh, my tarot deck, uh, the, the old update, um, from what the communications that I've received, it's, it's going to be shipping as of this record, uh, the day after this record, it should be shipping. Um, those of you have been following around, uh, following me around, if you're following me around, hey, cut it out. But uh, those of you who are following the podcast, uh, you remember that these are coming from Australia, so they'll take a little bit. I want to make sure all my ducks are in a row before I – just because we had a couple issues uh, with the test deck as far as the shipment of things was was concerned. I want to make sure everything is, is completely locked and loaded before I drop the link for pre-orders on these. Um, I just want to make sure – just because of those issues I had with the shipping before, I want to make sure everything's good. But don't worry, they are, like I said, supposed to be shipping as of by the time you're listening to this episode, and uh, should be here in my hot little hands soon. And I uh, I can't wait to share those with you and get them out there. But uh, but in 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 lieu of that, and um, with the coming of the of the John Wayne is dead uh, Skella deck tarot deck. Uh, I am uh, bringing back a segment. I you know I, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, second of all, you'll remember I was doing the three-card tarot readings every episode um, and just kind of giving a general reading, you know, uh, editorializing it from, a, you know, kind of a generalized point of view. So this uh, and this go around, if you will, um, to you know, to get kind of get back into that, and and to you know get get the deck out there, I am uh, I'm going to do card of the day readings on the show for for the time being. So, um, you know, so that's what we're going to do right now. Actually, card of the day. If you follow my Facebook or my man, my Facebook, any of my social media, but uh, particularly my Instagram at John Wayne is dead, you'll you'll see that uh, in the morning on my stories, I will post a uh, card of the day, um, which you know. Kind of sets the tone for the day, gives a little something to think about. And uh, today, uh, on the day that I recorded this, the card was the Five of Cups. So what the Five of Cups is, uh, the card, it's got a um, the person on it is kind of, a, they've got a black cloak on. Uh, they are, you know, have it all pulled up and they're they're looking down at the, the ground in front of them. There, there's three spilled cups. Three cups that are toppled over, that are spilling, and um, they are, uh, you know, spilling on the ground. While behind him, there are two full cups standing upright, um, right behind him. And uh, off in the distance, there is a bridge going over um, a little river that is flowing through there. Now, maybe you may, you may know or not know, 
the cups those represent that th- that's our emotions it's an emotional type of type of uh, uh symbol so um when we get this card this is about uh, this is kind of a i i like to say this is like a hey let's wake up a little bit kind of thing kind of card this is a little bit of a wake up card wake up card wake up call card so like with this guy's the, the person on the thing's looking down at the the spilled cups um and that that's like we may be like kind of dwelling on some uh, dwelling on the past or, or and, and carrying that around and just kind of feeling bad about something that in the past that, you know, what it may be something we've done, something that happened to us, uh, maybe an opportunity that we missed or blew or something like that, anything like that. But we are focusing on that still. We can't let it go. Man, we are having a pity party. We're feeling bad for ourselves. Um, and we just keep looking down at those spilled cups. We keep looking down at them and thinking like, ah, what if, or why, why, or how did I do that? Or whoa, whoa, is, woe is me. Um, but what this card is telling us is, is it's time to, time to snap out of that. It's time to break that, that thought pot, that thought process, that thought pattern, that whole cyclical thing that we've fallen into of like, I feel bad and I should be doing this. Uh, Why didn't that work out? It's my fault. I suck or whatever. And, and it's like, Hey, get it together. Let it go. Feel your feelings and, and, and time to move on time to snap out of it. You're not getting this having a pity party, having such, uh, so much like dwelling so much on this is just such a waste of energy. It's time to put our energy back into what is propelling us forward, putting us back on our, our path to our higher goal, our higher self. It's time to, to, to let go. Okay. We're not, stop being the victim. Stop trying to blame ourselves for all this stuff. We need to accept what happened, whether it was your our faults or by our design or whatever. And just, it happened. Now we need to move on from that. Um, because one of the main, now two things like the other cups behind you, of course, they're representing new opportunities. They're, they're there. They're upright. They're full to the brim with, with these opportunities. And you won't even turn around and look because you're too busy feeling sorry for yourself. Or, and, and, and you're too busy dwelling on what went wrong, what didn't work, rather than, well, what could work going from this point forward? What, what should I do? This didn't work for me. What should I do? Instead of that, you know, we're, we're just dwelling too much. We need to let those things go. Turn around, open ourselves up, be open, aligned, receptive, and ready to receive your success. A lot of people are closed off to their own success. They're like, why not me? Why not me? Well, you're not open to it. You need to open up. You need to open that flow. You need to let that intuition, let everything flow and and keep yourself open to opportunities. You could be walking past opportunity, a life-changing for the better opportunity every day, but for you know lack of a better example you won't look up from the from the sidewalk to see the sign above your head you know what i mean it's it's something we need to and it's it's what keeps us from seeing these it's not always going to be something that like you physically see but what keeps us from reali- even realizing that there are these other these potential uh things these potential opportunities is that we're clogged up our we're like our minds and and hearts are just 
full of this kind of sludge that we keep regurgitating of 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 oh, the past, what went bad, what went wrong, why can yeah, why than me? We gotta let that go, guys. Some tough love, suck it up, let it go. It happened. You bitching about it is not gonna do a goddamn thing to change it. Like not a damn thing. The other side of this, but but wait, John Wayne, before you even but, but, but wait, John Wayne. The the most important thing, most important takeaway from this is to remember moving forward the lesson we learned from whatever those spilled cups mean to us. If we don't take away the lesson and take away that that knowledge to apply to the future, then no, we're not going to have these. We're not going to see these other opportunities. We are going to make the same mistakes and we are it's it's almost insulting to yourself that you're like not learning from these mistakes. You're not taking this knowledge with you and and uh, treating it as the precious commodity that it is, because it will help you not step in that pile of dog shit again on the next block. It will keep you from that pitfall. It will keep you from be getting involved with this, that, or this person or whatever, it will. You just have to remember these lessons and take them to heart and then apply them moving forward. Hey, easier said than done. I know. But if you don't try, then, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. So with this cup, we need, you know, with this card, we need to let, let go of those old things, let go of this, feeling of we're not of maybe not feeling worthy or uh feeling you know constant like you know you just blame yourself you're ashamed of yourself because past failures or whatever hey dude everyone falls everyone you know fucks up it's what we do from there that that's important and i know that's a semi-cliche but it, it is very true we need to do that allow our 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 intuition our flow to be open and uncluttered with this negative kind of with all these thoughts, these churning thoughts that are in the cycle that we're in and and start looking, changing our perspective to start seeing things in a more positive light. Um, whatever it takes, you know, even the small things like I've, I used to talk about before, the smallest little things that we can just be like, yeah, man, that's good. That's good in my life. That's a reason to, to look at things more positively and have that perspective. Um, so, card of the day hey straight from the john wayne is dead tarot skeleton deck holding it in my hands the five of cups um so thank you guys for for listening to that i hope you enjoyed that got i hope you got something out of it i know i did and uh be on the lookout for the john wayne is dead uh skeleton deck tarot card set coming um very 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 soon. So earlier I mentioned the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast on the Patreon. And uh, if you, uh, you know, been listening along, I like to uh, give you a little taste of what's uh, who's to come on the podcast this week. So uh, uh, that's what we're going to do right now. This week, I talked to a very talented, very good friend of mine, Lee Parker, aka Remakes Plethora. He is an artist. He's a sculptor. He is a toy maker, custom figure maker, if you will, and uh, very uh, awesome dude for sure. And we got to talk for a while the other night. Um, you know him from the collaboration he and I did uh, of the Fuck Watch. Uh, if you're like, what the hell is that? Go to johnwinnestead.com to the shop page, you can see. And uh, we had a nice little um, uh, chat the other night about um, what the uh, 
collabs we're doing here in the new year, uh, getting all that set up, and had a lovely conversation about his work and what's going on with him. So uh, right now, uh, I'm going to let you hear a little bit of my conversation uh, with Lee Parker, a.k.a. Remakes Plethora. You make uh, custom figures i I don't know what's the best way to put this like it's custom toys it's like the way it's called like the industry yeah that's the the industry like art toy um art toy art uh, toy designer toy those are designer um, toy okay yeah i think it's not a bad term in the industry um no no i guess i guess in the pre-thing i should have been like what do i call these things uh no uh of course no (laughs) these are like uh if the people who listen to this this show you guys know you go to the shows you see like uh you know the certain figures that don't exist in the real world they've been made by an artist and they have an interesting like back in the card and they actually the whole presentation is the piece of art and this is this is what you uh make uh right is that fair to say that's exactly it in a nutshell so it's it's basically figures that don't exist things that make me laugh things that i know other people are going to laugh and it's sometimes it's a full action figure sometimes it's just a little side note detail that i've thrown in like and it and it doesn't have to be the whole figure it, it, it kind of is exactly. just like it, it can be like a little whisper of what what the back the almost like the backing card sometimes is like a lot of what like you have a lot what it sells of, the message the yeah it's it's presenting it and then that makes like what's in the blister uh that much more like you're like oh ha, ha, i get it and the easiest explanation that i use for people is yeah please so besides doing making my own card backs i'll do found art as the backer cards and the most common one to find is a twister um vhs the movie with the tornado everybody knows fucking twister that's the most common vhs to find it's not the most common vhs but it is a very common vhs because it was such a big movie you know what i mean and it's it's just a very common vhs same way with like jerry Maguire, and that's a good example for both of these anytime i see those i'll buy them i'm paying 50 cent or so for the vhs's Mm -hmm. but then you'll take fake money and put it on the jerry Maguire, or you'll take i usually take a little plastic cow and put it on the twister and i'll glue it to it and i'll make a put a blister on the outside of the plastic cow and then it's presented as twister the cow in the air the full gag everybody remembers it from the scene right and, and i just want to break in real quick at, yeah, oh man. i'm sorry sorry just so just for the listeners who are like backing backing cards blistered like the best way for me to describe this to you is like um like how a, like a gi joe figure exactly. or a star wars figure would come at the store like a you know at the toy store or whatever even like a he-man uh the card the backing card is what the the cardboard piece that the blister which is the plastic covering that would cover the toy that's what that's called so that's like glued to the the card which is the backing so that's like what we're we're talking about uh i just sorry sometimes i you know don't everyone knows like exactly what we're talking about so that that's what it is so within this blister pack like the plastic uh when you're doing these these art toys like you said like with twister uh, you can put a cow because, of course, like that's from the fa- like you everyone you know what that means. We all exactly. saw it fucking, translate instantly. Everybody's seen the cow, cow in the, twist the, in the yeah, been, you know, and show me the money. Who does exactly show me the money? Who doesn't and it's something know? like 
I can price these at $10 at my table. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. It's, it's a conversation piece. It makes people laugh. I can move it really quickly. That's the easiest thing to tell people. And it scales up completely from me using found art to me, even bake, making the art for the backer cards itself. No, you do what you do. You do the art. You also are a sculptor. Um, exactly. We talk about that. I have one of these, like, uh, you know, one of your VHS, uh, Romy and Michelle, uh, one of my favorite movies. And it, it's got the blister and it's just, it's got a, a Romy slash Michelle doll and the blister. And I love it. It's in, on display here in my office, <laughs> the neon palace of sin. Absolute pleasure. Um, joy that you have that buddy. Uh, but I, but I love, I love this, this kind of, I, I mean, I love this. This is a, you know, an awesome art form. You're, you're extremely talented and very good at it. Uh, I, so you, yeah, man, I do appreciate it. No, absolutely. But so you make, you make these, you make certain toys that are your works of art or your, uh, your interpretation of exactly, of you know, what you're, I find you're putting out there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, and that's, that's the remakes plethora part. Yeah, of, that's, that's of kind of where art. I, that's where I started. That's what I've been for the past. I've always been a freelance artist, but the past, you know, five years or so, the whole time that you've known me, I've basically been Remix Plethora. That's been my business. What was, what was the first figure you made that you blistered oh. on a card? Oh, man. The very first ones probably would have been like the ones that you got to see. Like the you mentioned the Simpsons piece. That was actually, it was a Bart that Simpson. Was so, that was amongst your, oh, wow. It was, on, uh, it was on the... Inagata De Vida Iron Butterfly mm -hmm. vinyl album as the backer card. Remember so when we out to that him? Found <laughs> so, and then I made. I took a Bart figure. I even made him a little hymnal piece of paper uh -huh. that he hold that he hands out to everyone, and of course the organist for her to play. Mm -hmm. So that's the that was one of the very first things that I ever made because originally when I first started as remakes plethora, I would take broken whatnots, like say it was a whatnot with a cat on it. I would give the cat some kind of like disease and where she was touching the girl, I would give her a what, disease wait, up her a leg. What broken what? A broken whatnot or a tchotchke or a, a little oh, figurine oh, like what oh, your okay, grandmother okay, would you, have gotcha, on a shelf. Gotcha. So something I was like, wait, are whatnots some kind of cat? Okay, gotcha. <laughs> These are regional things, people. It's I don't definitely know. a regional term. I, don't I do know, know what tchotchke means. So so, so it's like a yeah, broken yeah. thing like that. And that's then, how I started. And then yeah. I would make a mold and but I would just make that sculpture and that would be kind of how I, so the very first thing I ever carded was when I started doing uh found art on vinyl. That was my very first, because I didn't know how to do the digital artwork because I've just been a, a painter and an illustrator my whole life. I didn't know how to do anything digitally. I had to learn all that once I started having the need to make backer art and all that's designed digitally. So I kind of had to teach myself. So before that, I was just kind of cheating and using found art. So VHSs, um, vinyl albums. Vinyl, okay, yeah, exactly. But now you you do the whole thing. So yeah, yeah. So you um, you know, you're you're a sculptor. Do you 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 sculpt your own pieces as well as we'll get into like the the hip hop pieces? But do you yeah yeah you, know, you sculpt pieces for your own thing? Like how how what's the trial and error process for that like? I can't imagine that it's something you just like, unless you're like oh, a, like your Mozart or some shit like that. But of, like, of course, like um, 
I've like when I say I've been a lifelong artist, like I've legit been a lifelong artist. It was my <laughs> favorite class in school besides like anything where I got a chance to write or was recess. Exactly. Anything where I could be fucking creative. So like Mm -hmm. that was like, I was able to channel that. And then like when I was in high school, I was already a freelance artist and selling my art to galleries and stuff like that. So I've had that ability and sculpting just kind of came along with constantly taking art classes. And then like, once I stumbled across this world of finding out people are making bootleg toys and casting which is where you make a mold a rubber mold and then pour a liquid plastic in it and the plastic hardens into whatever was in the mold so once uh, I those, are, now, those ones you just break away yeah you kind of break it away and then you pull out your figure yeah. and then you customly paint the figure exactly so some so of the yeah, I, guys I once i learned with. of this world i was just kind of like enamored with it because like i'd always been a sculptor i'd been a painter i've shown in galleries that was my main source of income was galleries and private collectors and commission work and doing illustrations. And so I've I've always been in the art world. And as soon as I found something where I could do it myself and not have to answer to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I was able, you know, I was like, Oh yeah, well, I'm just going head first into this. And that, um, are you referring to when you started working in the hip hop with the hip hop toys then? Oh, that's, that's very recently. That was basically, that was the first five years was basically, I was remakes plethora before that it was just Lee Parker, the artist, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. More paintings, more illustration, more fine art. You know what I mean? And and you still, do you still do illustration and fine art? Like uh, as well as with the the toys right now? As a, as a passion I do, but it's literally like, I've got, like just to speak of that i've got a painting that when it's finished it'll probably be around a thousand hours 1500 hours worth of work into it i've probably got like 400 hours into it so far i'm only able to work on it when i have time and you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i do have the fine art world in the background but i can't devote beforehand it was my full-time job so i was able to devote eight hours a day to it constantly now like it's just passion so that unfortunately gets pushed to the side as everybody listens knows you know money comes first well true yes we all we all walk to a certain yeah to a certain extent we have to and uh, and yeah and if we're all if i don't know i i think if you're able to like do your your art in some capacity and and support yourself that you're still doing uh and, and pretty don't get me okay. wrong that's but exactly. that's just because like, i feel like i'm just saying like that's how i'm not saying i'm not casting any whatever i'm saying for me it's just like yeah i don't give a shit like if i wrote for um you know if i had to write for like uh like we said like a maxim that came to john wayne come in me now exactly uh, buddy and that you know but i got to like throw my style in there and do it and that's how i made my money well fuck dude i'm still writing like that's how i would i look that's at a, that's kind a of thousand thing. percent how i look um, at it as well all right there you go hey that's my man lee uh check him out remakes plethora at remakes underscore plethora i believe uh and the hip-hop toys check it out and check him out and if you'd like to hear the rest of this episode hey go on over to my patreon patreon.com slash john wayne is dead or uh hit the link on john wayne is dead.com you can join uh my patreon for as little as one dollar a month and it gets you access to this wonderful episode which you heard a part of plus 
all of the back episodes and everything else that is on the wall, all the videos, the performances and things like that. Um, and you help me out tremendously. So check it out. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. So um, let's see. Moving on from there. Uh, I think that we. Ooh. The Corey Hotline! Yeah! Yeah, indeed, everyone, the Corey Hotline. What's the Corey Hotline? Well, that's the phone number you can call. 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. You can call anytime, day or night, night or day, uh, holidays, uh, bank holidays, uh, uh, St. Swizzens Day. It, we're not nev- The lines are never closed. You can call, leave a message for me and the show, ask a question, uh, comment on something, uh, whatever it may be, you can do so. If you call the number 832-930-1347, sadly, this week there are no messages for Corey or the Corey hotline we understand it's the holidays and and you know we're busy people are you know you're doing things you're with family you're traveling but hey don't forget about old Corey huh give him a call let us know what's going on 832-930-1347 last week we heard from our very good friend Gator McAllister uh retired professional wrestler maybe soon having to come out of retirement to deal with these uh pack of Gator haters that seem to have sicked themselves on him in a, a, a giant trash talkathon, if you will. So um, if you have, if you're, unf- if you're unfamiliar, go back and listen to the, the, the prior episodes here. Uh, there's been some, some beef kind of getting uh, worked out here in the Corey hotline. And hey, if you have some beef you want to work out, or maybe you have some dough you want to knead, or maybe uh, a stew you need stirring, hey, give us a call. 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. 1347 the Corey hotline. So, no calls this week, sad, but that's all right. We're going to move on. Sad. Sad. Sorry about that. Um, so we're going to move on and just um get into our 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 show. So, uh, you know, like I said, this is New Year's, the first episode of the new year. Right? So, uh I decided to I, you know, I didn't go party all crazy or anything like like that this year, like I said. But I thought about another time I did party crazy and I was like, "Hey, that's a good story." Uh, it's an oldie but a goodie. Um We'll call this, uh, you know, uh, party, uh, puke, rinse, repeat. So, um, so like I was saying, you know, I, I do like to party. A lot of people out there, you guys know me, you know, I like to party, but, uh, you know, um, this this uh, holiday season, I didn't do too much crazy partying, didn't go out uh, with all the 400,000 other folks, or or uh, I didn't play a gig or get to k- extremely smashed, hammered, or anything like that. Uh, but I was trying to think when this took place, and I was like, did this happen? Did this one thing happen on New Year? I don't think it did. I think it was just a day, but this is, this is a New Year's proportion party, I would say. Um, so... Back when, uh, and I, I know I've told this story on the on the podcast before. So, but but a while ago, this is like one of the, from the probably the oldies, oldies. So, um, like we're in the two seventies of episodes right now. So we've been going for a while. But anyway, and of course we're bound to repeat or something. Who cares? So, uh, some of my friends, my theater friends, uh, that was who I rolled with at a click of my theater buds. Uh, you know, we rolled like six or seven deep, something like that. Um, but like half of them, half of my main friends in my theater, you know, main friend group uh, were 
the year ahead of me. So they graduated and I was still a senior, you know, and stuff. And one of them, a good buddy of mine, a genius dude, like, you know, I think I believe he had like a full ride to uh, Texas A&M as an engineering uh, person, and he's very successful today still, so uh, I don't want to blow up his spot, so I won't use his name, but we, uh, he was a very good friend of mine, he went to Texas A&M, he was like one of those guys, if you're not, see, the thing about like, in Texas, if you're not familiar with this, there's like two, the two biggest universities, are Texas A&M and University of Texas, and in Texas, there's a lot of, you know, we have, we're a big football thing, there's all this rivalries and stuff like that, but for some reason, like the rivalries between uh, Texas A&M and University of Texas are like the the big like that's the biggest rivalry. Like they just will all out hate each other. You know, uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And they also those those are some of those old, you know, ass universities that are real prestigious or whatever. But they have all these weird fucking what do you call them? Like traditions and, and just like shits that they do. Like Texas A&M used to have this thing called the bonfire uh, that they did every year where they built like a, a, a man out of, I think it was a man looking type of statue and, and burned it or maybe it wasn't a person. That's maybe I'm just thinking of burning man, but they did have a bonfire and it was like huge every year. It was a huge thing. And then one year, uh, years and years ago, like 20 plus years ago, maybe a couple of kids died building it or something like that so they were like but well, no more bonfire which is like okay come on like you gotta crack a couple eggs right i mean you gotta call off all the shit but whatever who cares no bonfire but they do other weird shit like uh, at the football games if like this happens then everyone in the crowd does the same kind of chant or or cheer or dance or something and it's fucking weird man it's a lot like church kind of actually like and everyone said amen Giggum Aggies. It's kind of like that. So anyway, so my buddy's going there and uh, it's, you know, it's into the well into the semester. I, you know, it, we, it might have been around the holidays, but he hadn't come home for the holidays yet. And he's like, I'm going to have an apartment there, uh, like a townhouse apartment, two stories with a, a buddy of his, like his friend or his roommate was like going to be out of town. And he's like, hey, uh, but it wasn't like we knew his roommate too. It wasn't like one of those situations where they didn't know each other. So, but he was like, "Hey, uh, I got the apartment to myself this weekend, or in a couple weekends." He planned this party for us to come. Like uh, a lot of us from the 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 theater thing, the theater group, and then his some of his friends up there and whatever. So we're like, "Yeah, party in a college college party!" Wow. Um, and so we uh, loaded up the truck and we, you know, so we, we went out there for the weekend. We're going to stay out there and, and do the party. And this is like prime young partying, you know, like you don't know what the fuck's going on or uh, how to do anything. And I, we just like, I remember I went to, they were like, okay, we got this one person who could buy us beers, right? So it's like, what do you want? And of course we like think we're badass, like, you know, I don't know who we think we are, like the fucking hip hop gang or some shit, but we go and make them get us like, at least me, let me speak for myself, uh, like three um, old English 40s and uh, a bottle of Mad Dog 2020. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Boone's Farm, not Mad Dog, Boone's Farm, like red and the red kind, like uh, whatever that one is. Uh, so... I don't know because we're like yeah this is what our this is what they rap about so we're gonna drink this also got some swishers 
not to roll weed into, just to have them smoke some Swishers. Why not? Uh, it, it was just ridiculous, dude. This is like when you're learning. You just don't know any better, I guess. Or maybe I'm just an idiot. But I remember, like, all I did, like, we were partying. And then there's, but this isn't even like a huge party. There's like maybe 10 people at the most. Maybe. And then, and the majority of us are the ones that just drove up to, to visit and, uh, you know, came from, um, you know, out of town or whatever to come visit our buddy. Uh, I remember I drank the 140 and, uh, got feeling pretty good. And I remember the other two were, uh, kind of warm. So I put them in the freezer. Then I, uh, I break out this Boone's farm and, uh, I'm just drinking from the bottle and, I tried to like I'm gonna smoke a swish of sweet like outside with my with another buddy of mine and it was tasted so bad. Smoking those cigars tasted so bad, just like oh. Uh, but uh, you know I was still trying to do it, whatever. And I remember like I was getting really tipsy, right? Very tipsy. And I I finished that bottle of wine and I reared back to throw it at my friend who was sitting across from me on the patio of my buddy's house. And he it was such a clunky slow telegraphed movements that i was doing that he was able he was in plenty of time to get out of the way and even kind of like knock the bottle down be like what are you doing dude <laughs> type of thing and i'm like oh i'm drunk uh so hulk smash cut to uh i don't know what what's cap happening but i know that i'm like just it's intoxicated to the point that i have uh, laid on the floor in the living room and then i start to crawl and um, i don't even know why i was maybe like my body was like you need to do something because this is not going to be good in a second and uh i made it i crawled to just the linoleum in the in the uh where the kitchen started uh from the from the living room and then just started puking all over just and it was just red just bright i remember it just being just like bright red liquid from all that wine and shit. i'm just like puking non-stop puking puking can't stop can't get up he and a couple other buddies, like, thank God, like, they ended up, like, get grabbing towels and shit quick to, like, stay the, make it not as bad as it could have been. And then they ended up just cleaning it up because I just, I mean, I literally just put my head down and I think just went right back to, like, they pulled me out of the way and left me on the floor. And that was it. And then I, uh, that really truly was it for me. I just, that was one of those things where I woke up the next day and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck happened? And there, and then like the other people that are sleeping around me, ah, you remember you threw up all the places. It's like, no, I, did I? Oh, I did. Oh shit! So I had made this big, huge throw up mess, and then I'm like, I felt like absolute garbage, you know, um, as I should have. And I went upstairs. I was like, can I take a shower? Like, yeah, you gotta take a shower. I remember, I was just like sitting in the bathtub while the shower was just like hitting me and then just laying back and just letting the hot water just hit me probably for like a half hour or so at least. And I was fine. Like, I can't just stay in here. I have to get out, pull myself together. I go downstairs. I feel like shit. And I go and I remember I'm looking in the fridge for something to drink water or whatever. And then I remember like, Oh, didn't I put those things in the free? And I open up the freezer and both of those forties, the bottles uh, of course had exploded because they're in there all night. And uh, so now there's like glass and frozen beer chunks like all in the freezer. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm trying to like clean this out. And then my buddy comes around. He's like, oh, can I help you? You know, and he, you know I've thrown up all over his floor. 
it's gotten on the carpet because it came back out that you did night blow up shit in his fucking uh in his fucking freezer and it's this glass and oh god it was it was amazing um but i you know but one thing like that is when you 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 you're younger and you don't know any better and you do get all hung over like that you do bounce back a lot quicker than you did so i think it was a few hours later we kind of pulled ourselves together everyone was feeling kind of whatever and we went and got some free birds which are huge burritos and we ate those and those gave us all the energy we needed uh to continue on and uh, i think we stayed the another night there just like hanging out but we did not uh party um at a hall uh for the remainder of of the the stay all right there you go hey eh, you know not a new year's party but a party nonetheless and uh that's that's uh that's okay too sometimes so Hey, so thank you guys for joining me for another episode this week. Uh, especially if you're new to the show, thank you so much for checking it out. Share it around. Uh, tell all your friends. Don't forget, guys, in the new year, all my travel uh, dates that I have so far are about to be uh, on the site live. So go to johnwayneisdead.com. Uh, go to the show's page. I'll tell you where all my appearances are this year coming up. And uh but they'll all, of course, be more added as we go. But I just like to put some out there to begin with and get it, get you teased, get it all nice and get you salivating for it. So check it out. Uh, deadline. Hey, if you got it, thank you so much for checking it out. If you have some time, leave me a review on Amazon or Goodreads. If you don't have it, please check out my new book, Deadline. Get it from anywhere or get it from johnwayneisdead.com at the shop page, along with any of my books and records, all kinds of great stuff available there. And I, of course, will sign it and send you some extra goodies because I appreciate you so much. But I also appreciate any and all support. Check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Or of course, while you're at John Wayne is dead, buying a book, hey, hit the Patreon link right there and you can get uh, get yourself all signed up. Check out the awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast. And don't forget to follow me at John Wayne is dead on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and then Facebook. Just my name, John Wayne Communale. All right. And I will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.